it's worth the burden. I'm, I preached this uh, two years ago, but this is part two. Amen. Father, we do thank and praise you. And we lift you up today. We bless you and we exalt you. And we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this hour in the kingdom of God. And we're so thankful to be a part of it. Now, Father, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we ask you to allow us to, to just enjoy your word. We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, mentally, and physically. We thank you, Father, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. The blessing is worth the burden, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we turn to 2 Corinthians 4? 2 Corinthians 4.17, because we will be reading out of that. You know, the, the kingdom of God is increasing day by day, amen? And God wants to use you. He wants to use me, and he wants to use you. He wants to use everybody. You know, you notice God will send you somebody. <laughs> you know, we, we're so used to being used or being needed, but we need God to send people to us for us, too. It's not just for them. It's for us. So God will send you somebody to minister to. Amen. Because he wants to use you. He wants to bless you. You don't get paid at your job for nothing. Amen. And so he wants to bless us, but he also wants to use us. Because there's so many people that don't know the Lord. They have no reason to be happy. No, you know, they're sad. They have no hope. But the, the good news of Jesus Christ gives hope. Amen. Hope to all who hear it. And so we are so thankful that God wants to use us. He's a faithful God. So can he count on you to be faithful to him, faithful to the kingdom? Amen. Will you pass the test? And that's a question I put before you today. Will you endure hardship like a good soldier and finish the course? Will you remain true to God and endure for a season? You know, a season can be a long time sometimes. Sometimes a season can be short and sometimes a season can be long. Amen? It depends on what season we're in. But whatever season we are in, God says to continue to Stand, having done all, the Bible says to stand. Amen. Stand in faith. Stand with God's word. Stand with God. You know, whatever choices you make, make the God choice. Amen. Don't ever make a choice that God is against. Amen. But stand with God and continue to stand, and you will endure hardships like a good soldier. Amen. Stand to uphold righteousness. Whatever you do, stay on righteousness side. Don't take the side of, of uh, unrighteousness, but take the side of righteousness. Amen. And don't try to justify why you're giving up. Amen. So I think this is a message on don't give up. Continue to stand. Having done all, stand. Why? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Endure. You know, enduring, endure suffering, endure hardships, because it, it's but for a moment. <laughs> it's but for a moment. You know, the Bible says, stop making it. I mean, uh, uh, what's that, Kenneth Hagen or somebody said, Jesse Duplantis, thank you. He says, God told him, tell the people to stop making this a lifetime thing. It's but for a moment. Tribulations, trials, it's but for a moment. And God has given us the power and the patience, the strength to endure. Endure like a good soldier. Amen. God knows how to take care of his people. So stand and uphold righteousness at all times. And God will give you a promise with a burden attached to it. You ever notice that? It's always a promise. But sometimes there's a burden attached to your promise. 
And sometimes you just can't seem to get that thing. You ever, you ever done some things for God and it was easy? And it was a big thing. But God sometimes can ask you to do small things or not so much small things, but they're hard, small to you, but hard in the spirit realm because you just don't know how to make that thing work. And there's, everybody has those specific things in your life where if I could only get this thing accomplished, it would be okay. That's the burden. That's a promise. That's a burden. And sometimes you have to really persevere in order to get that thing done. In the natural, it seems so hard, but in the spirit realm, it's very easy. Because God, we have to understand that God has made a way for us to get everything done. You just have to find that. He who finds it. Amen. And the hard part is finding. Finding that specific path to go down in order to get that thing done. And sometimes finding that path can be hard. Amen. So it's easy to give birth to a dream. But can you handle the burden that comes with it for a season? Amen. Remember, it's for a season. So 2 Corinthians 4.17. Hallelujah. It says, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. Eternal benefits and value. Sometimes these things are hard. See, in the natural, we don't know what's eternal sometimes. Because the, the things that we do in the natural, or certain, I'll put it like this, sometimes certain situations that come up in your life are attached to eternity. Does that make sense? And sometimes it's hard to see that in the natural. But as you plow through and start fight, start having to fight so many demons to get where you're going, you realize it's bigger than what you think. Is that right? It's bigger than what you think, and you start wondering what is going on here. Amen. I thought this was going to be so easy. I've had so many things that I've done for God that was other people may think it was easy. It was easy for me. But some of these small things in the natural, you got to fight, fight, fight. And you wonder what's going on. It's connected to eternity some kind of way. And so we find that out later on down the road. Oh, so this is the big devil I was fighting. I'm glad I didn't know. You understand what I'm saying? And so God tells you what you need to know at that time. Sometimes when things are so hard to get over or so hard to accomplish those things are pretty much hooked up to eternity and so you'll easily back off and say god didn't tell me to do that or i don't want it no more see those are the things you need to and i i'm telling you i, I i'm not just talking yakety yak i'm telling you what i've experienced those things are the things you need to to forge ahead and press, having done all, press, press, press. Fight every devil in, in your way. Amen. Because, I'm, and see, why do you think the devil is putting so much resistance against that thing? It's because it's hooked up to eternity some kind of way. And God's not going to say, oh, wait a minute. I really want you to press hard and. And do this for me because it's hooked up to eternity. you got to find out for yourself. Makes it harder. But you know what? During the process, it makes you stronger. Hallelujah. And you didn't think you could get through anything. Are we going to make mistakes on the way? Yes. Yes, we will. But you know what? The person that continues to stand, having done all, keeps standing long as you don't quit, you're still in the game. As long as you don't quit, you have a way. As long as that thing is on your mind and you're still saying, God, you know, I, I still, I know I haven't gotten this thing. You ever push things back to the back burner? <laughs> and then two or three months later, here it is in your face again. See, those are things that are hooked up to eternity. 
and you have to get it done, even if it doesn't make sense in the natural. You have to get it done. And guess what? You will get it done. Guess why? Because you must get it done. You will, you can, and you will, because you must. And God is not going to take that off of your plate. He just won't. Because that particular thing is hooked up to not only eternity, but it's hooked up to your future. Amen. Some kind of way, that thing hitting that devil, knocking that devil out, is going to pave your way for easier life. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I don't know how. I just know it does, and it will. And so you have to continue to hold on and stand and not quit. And as long as you don't quit, you're good. Amen? So I'm going to say this. The baby is worth the burden because of the joy it brings. (laughs) Amen? Heavy burdens, heavy blessings. The baby is worth the burden because of the joy it brings. Amen. You can ask any mother. You can ask us. You know, when you're expecting, you you, you get a nursery ready. You get, you know, you do all of this preparation. And you're making preparations for that big day. And then it's hard. Some women have to be on bed rest. Some women can't really have the type of nursery that they desire. It's all kind of things. Some women have to get on medication and very sick. But they keep counting the days, and they say, oh, I can't wait until this is over. But when it's over, amen, joy comes because the baby is worth the burden or the blessing is worth the burden. And so when we're going through, we have to really remember that, that the burden is, the blessing is worth the burden. So think about when the baby is born, the joy. Now, the baby in the natural we're talking about, but we're also talking about these babies that you birth inside of you. Even if it wasn't your idea, I'm like this, I tell God, this wasn't my idea. I didn't ask for this, but, but that <laughs> he doesn't care. He's placed that thing inside of you, and you have to work it out. But know this, that God understands what you're going through. And it's not an impossible feat. Amen. It is very possible because God's going, he's helping us every day. We just don't feel it because it, it looks like an impossibility. Let me tell you why we don't want things anymore. Because it looks impossible. And it doesn't feel like it's worth the, the, the trouble, <laughs> the ex- exhaustion. The mind exhaustion. Your, your brain ever been tired? And it's, and it's because that thing can consume you. Well, let me tell you why. And I didn't always know this. I wish somebody had told me. That's a, a, that thing is hooked up to heaven. And that's why it's bugging you so much. That's why it's so hard to get done. But God has made away because he is about his plan his plan and his purpose is hooked up to this thing that's what i need to say thank you lord his plan and his purpose is hooked up to that one thing that pastor barb used to call it the biggie remember that nola the biggie the biggie the biggie and the biggie is coming and and it's hooked up to eternity and you must get it done no matter how hard it looks. And the devil's going to throw everything at you. But you hang in there in faith. Sometimes I would tell God, I don't know what to do. He said, well, don't do nothing. Just kick back and get with me. And get a strategy. And sometimes you really have to just back off and allow God to speak. And allow God to rearrange some things in the natural to make it easier for you. But as long as you're hooked up to God and you're consulting him on these issues, he's working them out for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So the baby is worth the burden because of the joy it brings. It's worth the weight. So don't lose heart. Amen? God chose you to do this because you're graced and empowered to do it. Don't feel like it. 
but you're graced and empowered to get this work done. Amen. In other words, you can do this. You can bring it forth. That's why they have coaches that tell women, push. And the first thing is, I can't do this. Push. Well, that's what, what's going on with you. Is this making sense to anybody? The favor of God is on you to get it done. Your name is on it. Amen. Hallelujah. Your name is on this. And you will get it done and you'll understand later. And see, this is the thing that I believe I'm not, I don't really know, but I believe God chooses these specific things for specific people at a specific time for a specific reason. And sometimes we don't know what that is, but we just have to push, press toward the mark. Amen. I hope this is making sense to some. Amen. Because your name is written on it. God has given you supernatural strength and power to get the job done. Hallelujah. You know, this is really a, a thing where God just wants you to outlast the devil. He don't want the devil to, to wear you out. You have to wear the devil out. Do you know there's a certain thing that I found out called not quitting you can wear the devil out by just not quitting, even if you don't feel like you have a lot of spiritual power. Just the, the mere fact that you don't quit, although you know you should be further in this thing, but the mere fact that you don't quit and let this thing totally go is work for the devil. You're wearing him out by not quitting. You're wearing, amen. You're wearing him out by standing, even if it's with one leg. <laughs> because God has equipped us with everything that we need, amen, to get victory over the enemy. We have, therefore, nothing lacking. The Bible says we lack nothing. So if we lack nothing, then why, why don't I know I don't know where I am. I'm not making progress. You're making progress just by not quitting. You're making progress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis 1. Praise God. See, what the devil wants you to do is quit and start talking against what he's told you to do. Because he's got to mess you up with your mouth. Amen. So if he can get you to start bad-mouthing your assignment, then he can use your words against you. Is that making sense to somebody? I know it's making sense to everybody in here. Amen. <laughs> wow, you know, I ain't going to say nothing, cousin. It's for you. And I'm thankful. It's for me. And I'm thankful. Amen. Genesis 1. Verse, let's see, I don't even know. Let's do one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I think God wants to show us a little something right here. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light and he saw light. And it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and he called day, day, and darkness he called night. Amen. Let's go down to verse 27. He says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Hey, I'm not, I'm not hating. Male and female, he created them. Amen. We ain't hating. But we telling the truth. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, what is this? This statement, that's, a, that's rulership. Amen. It's responsibility. It says that he blessed them and said, you have dominion. So he's given man leadership. Amen. 
He's given man authority. He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, when God blesses you, he empowers you. Are y'all here? So God has empowered man and woman, or man, meaning man and woman, for rulership and authority. And that word authority means delegated power. It means authorization. So in other words, God has authorized man, he's authorized me and you to take authority over the works of the enemy, the fish, the fowl, the sea, anything, that, every creepy thing that's on the earth, God has given us dominion to take authority over it and rule it because we're talking about rulership, Amen. So it's delegated power. Now let's turn to Psalm 24. Hallelujah. Now remember, this is delegated power. Now my page is torn, but it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. And what's the rest of it? I can't see it over here. And they, and they that dwell within. I think, am I right? Okay. So, if God created, we read in Genesis 1-1 where he called earth into being. He called heaven and earth, dark and light. Then he created in verse 27, he created man, let's make man because he wanted companionship with man. And then, of course, you know, further on up the road, he created uh, e for Adam because he didn't want man to be lonely. Amen. But he delegated his authority to man to have rulership, to have um, delegated power and authorization to rule this earth. Amen. So let's see. So Psalm 1, the earth is the Lord's, that's backing up Genesis 1-1. Because look at it like this. If he's delegated this authority and he's given man rulership, then Psalm 1, whatever we read, it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Then God is certainly the head of this. He created. He's the creator. So you don't have to bow to nothing except him and his authority, not man. Amen. Because man came further on up the road. So you don't bow to the devil. Did it say anything here about the devil? So God has rulership and he's delegated that authority to man. Now where's the devil in all of this? He's nowhere. He's under our feet. He has no power and no authority because he gave that to you and me, right? All right. So there's no reason why we can't get a prayer through. (laughs) There's no reason why we can't take authority over evil, authority over the devil, because we have ruler. We have rulership. We have authorization from God. And the earth is his in the fullness. He owned a cattle on a thousand hills. So with this authority, we can do all things. So we don't have to check in with man. We don't have to check in with the devil. All we need to do is use our authority to do God's will. Amen. And make sure that his plan and purpose for us on this earth and others is done. Thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are y'all here? Amen. So God is the creator of all things, not man, but God. And he is the central source of all power. Because, see, the power is coming from God. It's not coming from man. It's not coming from your job. It's not coming from a specific levy or bill or Congress. or any. It's coming from God. Amen? So if he's given us authority and rulership, then all we need to do, we got everything we need. Let me put it like this. To get this job done, no excuses. (laughs) No matter how things look, we just haven't cracked open the right 
Well, I'll put it like this. We just haven't used the right key for the right door. Because, see, the Bible says, behold, I have given you keys to the kingdom. So we have keys, and what do they do? They unlock things. And so what we need to do is continue to persevere. In other words, there's no reason to give up. No reason to give up. Because God is with you. He's the central source of all power. He owns everything. He is the owner of all things. And he can delegate his power to whoever he wants to delegate it to. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, God's on, God owns everything. It's just like if you own a car and you come to me and you say, Oh, Pastor Shirley, don't do this, y'all. Can I, can I use your car? I need to go somewhere. It's up to me to say yes or no. I can give you those keys if I want you to have it, right? That's how God is. He gives you the keys. Amen. Because he, cause I own that car. So I can do what I want to do with that car because I'm the owner. God is the owner. Hallelujah. And he, amen. And he can give this authority to who he wants. Now guess what? He wants to give it to us because he loves us so much. So if you come up against some kind of trial, remember that. You know, and it's all in how we think. Amen. And see, the devil want to put roadblocks in our lives to make us think we cannot accomplish some things, but we can accomplish them. Why? Because the owner has given us permission to drive whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. So we have to think about these things. And see, we need to be reminded because when you're going through, it's hard. That stuff goes out the door. Amen. And so we have, we need, that's why we need teachings like this. Amen. I, I, I'm, I don't know how to give a pep, pep speech or I don't know. All I can do is preach what this Bible says. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so we have authority and this authority is transferable. And this I found interesting. It's transferable because God transferred it. He transferred his dominion to man. And there is nothing Satan can do about it except obey when man speaks. See, if the police stop you, when I give you my keys, if they stop you just on a routine check, and it's, is this your car? And you say, no, you're in trouble. Until you say, no, you can call the owner. She, I have my license. The owner said I can use it. Her name is such and such. Here's her number. And when he called me and I said, oh, yeah, I learned it, then he's going to let you go. Amen. So in the same sense, the devil can't stop you about nothing because this is not his business. He don't have the authority to be stopping you, checking you for nothing. Your credentials. Amen. He can't check you for any credentials because it ain't his car. This ain't his show. This ain't his plan. This ain't his purpose. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so in the same sense, we have all the, well, I'm not going to say we have all the answers. We don't. But God has all the answers. We just have to tap into it. And you can't tap into things when you quit. You can't tap into things when you're discouraged. I know how discouragement is. You need somebody to talk to you and say, and there's times when I needed a good talking to, I didn't have nobody. Amen. Amen. And so we need to, this is why we need one another. See, because when one is down, the other one can encourage. Not whip you and whack your head off. But you, we need to encourage one another. Amen. Judge. We don't need to judge one another. The devil does enough of that stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not about judging. Because I don't need no naysayers. Mm-mm. I want somebody to help me pray so that I can find a solution. Because I know I miss God somewhere. And sometimes it's really just a thing about fear. You know how fear come in and tell you you ain't going to work there and you can't do this. And then by the time that fear whip your brain up, you want to quit. 
or you this is what I, I call quit this is quit for me put that on the shelf I'll deal with this later anybody know what I'm saying I'll deal with this later amen but we have authority we have the power God has delegated the power to us and we have a right to do whatever it is that God is leading us to do amen and we we will find the answer we will find the answer amen so god says only the strong will be left standing only the strong and they will be those who are standing in his power and authority and see this is important because sometimes things can bug you so bad you you get tired of doing it in your own strength stand in god's authority and whoever don't like it too bad it's just too bad because you're not doing this to please man. You know why? Because Genesis 1:27 says he made, he created man after his own image, and he is over man. He the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So man is not running this show. God is. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the those that are left standing in His power and authority. Or will be the ones that get victory. Amen. This authority of the believer is very real because God is real. And we can do all things. Amen. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God's plan and purpose for our lives assures us of our victory. See, all you have to do when things look bleak is say, well, you know what, this is God's show. I didn't start this. God opened these doors. He got this started, so he's going to finish it. You have to talk to yourself. Amen. Get rid of all negativity. Amen. God's plan is foolproof. Write that down. Because he handpicked this specific situation for you. And it's your job to follow it through. Amen. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do that's grinding against your flesh. <laughs> that's what it does it grinds against your flesh and so whatever it is that god if he's telling you to you know stand having done all because he tells all of us that and you got to do that you can't quit because god's plan is foolproof and there is an answer and there is victory down the road amen hallelujah joseph went from the pit to the palace because he was handpicked for the job. Nobody else would have done that but Joseph. Amen. I mean, that woman tore his clothes off of him and he kept running. He put more speed in his feet. Amen. Everybody might not have done that. But he did. Because this, was, this situation was handpicked for Joseph. Amen. And he prevailed. The presence and the power of God was on him. It was on Joseph's life, but there was much opposition. So there's going to be opposition. Can you imagine somebody's, somebody's spouse lying on you and telling a lie, and then you get thrown in, in jail? The king throws you in jail? Or, you know, it wasn't a king, but you know who I'm talking about, Potiphar. You get thrown in jail for something you didn't do? What do you do? You run for your life. Amen. And you keep trusting God that there's light at the end of the tunnel. The blessing is worth the burden. So Joseph stayed focused on the mission. He focused on the mission. Amen. In other words, he looked at the bigger picture. He didn't look at what was right in front of him. Because he knew there was an answer. He knew at some point he would be let out of jail and, and he would be exonerated. Because this was God's show. So he stayed focused on the mission. And he fought the good fight of faith. And he didn't quit. Even if things don't look good in the natural. Quit looking in the natural. Don't look at it. Many things I have not had to look. I couldn't look in the natural. Because if I looked in the natural, there was no hope. Amen. So I had to continue to hold on to what God, I felt God promised me in my heart. 
and God did it because there was there was nothing for me to hold on to in the natural, absolutely nothing. Amen. But this situation was handpicked for me. Amen. It had my name on it. And did, did I want to get some ink eraser and erase my name off of it? Yes, many, many times. In fact, I tried it, but it didn't work. Amen. Because God kept bringing that thing back to me over and over and over. Because he had to show me that there was a way to subdue this enemy and come out victorious. Amen. But I had to find that. Luke 10. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He never leaves us. Isn't that wonderful? When you're confused about things, he will help you. But you gotta, you have to just let go of all your other plans and just submit. Luke, uh, what did I say, 10 verse 19, it says, Behold, and this is Jesus talking, I give you authority to trample on serpents. Now here's Jesus talking about this. Now why do you think Jesus is talking about this? He says, I have given you authority because God gave that dominion to Jesus. He handed down that, you know, because the, uh, what, is, what was that? Authority is transferable. So he transferred that authority to Jesus. And now this is Jesus talking out of that authority to man. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what we ought to do to the devil. Talk out of your authority. Are y'all here? He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Nothing shall by any means. See, you have to believe that. Amen? Praise God. You have to believe that. Romans 8. Praying I have it. 837. Yeah, I have it just want to read it yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us we are more than conquerors well what if there's a famine he's more distress he's more sickness he's more persecution he's more poverty he's more he's more than a conqueror through jesus christ the anointed one he just spoke amen he says, behold, I give you power over the enemy, over serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any means harm you. Sometimes these situations feel harmful, don't they? So, but God is saying, nothing shall by any means harm you. So it comes to a thing where whose voice are you going to believe? Whose voice speaks the strongest in your life? Amen. David was empowered by God to face Goliath because he was trustworthy. David was trustworthy. And I believe God had that thing set up at the right place at the right time. And he chose the right person because, as you know, David's brothers were afraid of Goliath. The whole army. They said... Mm-mm. And so David just wanted to know who this man was. Who do you think you are? Amen. Threatening the armies of the Lord. So he had that thing worked out just like he has your thing worked out. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. Whether you want it or not, it's worked out. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, that was a real silent one. But it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, you say, prove it. Well, he will. Amen. Get get back in the battle. Amen. Hallelujah. Come off of the sidelines and get back in the battle. Praise God. 
Goliath was a burden that caused a blessing. I mean, that was a, he was a, when he put that stone in his skull, that was a blessing for that whole army and everybody, everybody else. <laughs> everybody got blessed from that one. Trust me, the thing that's worrying you the most, the thing that's taken such a, that's so difficult is hooked up to eternity. Amen. Hooked up to eternity. Amen. The burden that caused the blessing. David's life, um, let's see, David refused to fear because he trusted in God. Amen. God made his name great. He made him king. Why? Because he didn't quit. Because he didn't run from problems. He faced them head on. Amen. And see, he, when, when God delegated this authority to David, he used it. He trusted God. If you say, I have authority over serpents and scorpions and everything, the birds, the fish, the fowl, the air, fowl of the air, if you say it, I believe it. See, we don't believe it. You know why? Because we're looking too much in the natural. Amen. And, well, I've been getting my head banged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did, too, until I stopped allowing it. Now, it's like this. Now, you listen to me. Because, see, the anointing is on your voice. Didn't, didn't somebody just, we talked about, who was that, that spoke to use that authority that God gave them? I know y'all don't remember. Joseph. Amen. Avis, remember. You have to use that authority. Amen. Let's go to Luke 1. Praise God. All right, I'm going to be finished soon. And y'all know you're getting something out of this. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Now, David faced many afflictions in his life, but always came out victorious. You know, Saul chased him, was going to kill him. He hadn't done anything, didn't deserve it, but he ran. He could have had Saul killed. He could have killed Saul himself, but he didn't do it. You know why? Because he knew that God allowed Saul to be in, on that throne. And he didn't want to, because he had dominion, and authority he still didn't want to usurp God's what God had done so instead he ran for his life he could have fought and got rid of that problem the easy way but he didn't do it amen he didn't do it he ran but God took care of him where he was amen remember you know he just took wherever David went he took care of him so Let's talk about Mary. She was ridiculed, and her reputation was tarnished. You remember she was a a virgin and pregnant. Who's going to believe that? Amen. But she went through. She trusted what the angel was saying, and she even tested what the angel said. She tested that thing out because she went to visit her cousin, I think, Elizabeth. And the angel says, she's with child, too. Go check. And she did. So there's nothing wrong with that. Little checks and balance system. (laughs) Sometimes you need it. But, you know, she knew that the angel was telling her the truth. And so she said, I'm going to start to receive this and let it get into my spirit until it's real. And she says, I know I'm a virgin. I know I have not had a man, yet I'm pregnant. I'm trusting that this is supernatural. And and the baby was worth the trouble. Amen. Because Jesus, and he is the savior of the world. What if she wanted to get out in the street? Well, I know they don't march, but suppose she had taken that route. She could have taken that route. She could have quit and taken the easy route. Amen. But God had chosen her to do a work that was her job for whatever reason what he told her you're a righteous woman or something like that yeah favor is on you so he picked a specific person at the specific time to do a specific work in this earth 
for the world. So it, her work was tied up to eternity, just like yours. You just don't see it. Amen. You don't feel it. <laughs> but it's a chosen work of God. Now, Luke 1 and the verse 26, we'll just go on and read about it. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city Galilee named uh, Nazareth to a virgin betrothed, you know, that means spouse or promised to a spouse, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, and the Lord is with you. Wait, is that what it says? The Lord uh, is with you. Blessed are you among women. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see, do I want to go? I'm going to keep reading. It says, But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. You know, you got to consider where comments come from. Some comments you kick them out. Some comments you take them in here. And test the spirit by the spirit. Are y'all here? Well, that's all she was doing. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall, his name shall be called Jesus. And, and that's all, also in Isaiah 9, verse 6, if you want to write that down. 32, and he shall be great and will be called son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And that's the eternal throne. Amen. Son of David. That's why he's called Son of David. It's an eternal. I'm telling you, all this stuff is hooked up to eternity. <laughs> it just is. Blew my mind, too. Well, not this situation. Yes, it is. It just is. Amen. It says in 33, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. Wow. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? See, but it was true. And it was a, to me, it was a legitimate answer. But in the spirit realm, that was reasoning. She was trying to figure this thing out. She was reasoning. See, because she didn't quickly say, amen. She had to figure this thing, which I would have been figuring too. And checking his credentials. And spirit ready and, and binding his power, amen, to see if it's, it's God or not. Verse 35, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of, for her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And then Mary said in verse 38, Behold the bride, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. Hallelujah. And, of course, the blessing had a burden attached to it. But it was only for a season. You know, you're only pregnant for a season. Amen. She gave birth to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Praise God. Amen. And did he bring the world much joy? Yes, he did. See, there's always joy attached to to this burden. Jesus was definitely a joy, you know, joy to the world. He's a joy to the world. God is looking for people he can trust to bring about his purpose in the earth. And I'm telling you, you are handpicked. You are handpicked for the right situation at the right time in life for whatever reasons. But it's eternal, eternal reasons. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. 
I could have swore you all were real happy when I came in here. <laughs> it's, it's going, it's, but it's okay. God is with you. Hebrews 11, 8, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. See, inheritance, all hooked up to eternity. If Abraham hadn't obeyed God, where would me and you be? We'd be here probably, but with no blessings, with no promises. Because, see, we did that um, box yesterday with all the promises written on it. That wouldn't exist. You have to work for everything you got. But we are, we are um, Abraham's seed, and we're heirs. We wouldn't be heirs if Abraham would not have cooperated with God because the promise was hooked up to eternity. Are y'all here? Amen. His promise was hooked up to you and me. And I thank God that he did what he did. He hung in there, although he was 90, 100, and Sarah was 90. They pulled it off because God, it was supernatural feet. Amen. The supernatural is going to help me and you. It's been pulling for us, trying to help us. We just had, sometimes we don't tap into it because we don't give that thing enough time. In the spirit. We give it too much time. I put like too much time in the natural. Not enough time in the spirit. I'm talking about that situation. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. He didn't stop and look at his situation after he, he did plan B and it didn't work. He stopped looking at his situation in the natural. And so the Bible says he staggered not. He didn't stop and look. He just kept, kept standing, kept going, kept confessing, kept expecting. And he finally left the natural realm alone. You have to. You have to. You absolutely have to. But he became, excuse me, he became fully persuaded. He went from unbelief to fully persuaded and staggering not at what he saw. Are y'all here? Amen. He took a strong stand and he didn't move. Every time the God said, look up and look down. Amen. Look at how many stars you see. That's how many will be your children. Look down at the sand on the seashore. That many are willed to you. And so you must do what you have to do. You can't, you can't quit. So, see, you don't know what this thing that you're in the middle of, you don't know what it's hooked up to. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. Isaac was so worth the burden because of the joy that he brought to his parents, and not only his parents, to you and me. Amen. Because Isaac... Uh, when his father took him to be sacrificed, you know what that did? It, it showed us the height, the depth, the length of the love of God and how we can reciprocate that love. Amen. And how much that pleases God. Is that making sense? Because he pleased God when he lifted up that, that knife or whatever he had. It, it showed God that I love you because you first loved me. And I will do anything that you tell me to do because if I lose him now, I see him in glory. Because everything you do is hooked up to glory. Are y'all here? It's hooked up, praise God, hooked up to glory. Noah, and let's see, did I read anything about Abraham? And I, I read verse 8. Yeah. All right, let's go back up. Let's do verse 7. Let's go back up to 7, talk about Noah. He being, it says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. Amen. Amen. Know what, why it says godly fear? Because he was in preparation. That word means preparation. 
So it says he moved with godly fear because he continued to prepare for what God had promised. Y'all hear? See, sometimes you can quit by putting it on the shelf and letting it stay too long. And then sometimes you can move with fear at the end. Talking about me. As I better get this done. <laughs> because you start to see more clearly. Y'all, did I mess that up? So you, so he moved with fear. I'm thankful that he heard the first time. And he moved by fear. And he kept building that ark. Because he said, if it wasn't for his obedience and him not quitting, we wouldn't be here. Because he started humanity over again. Because his promise was hooked up to eternity. Amen. So Noah stood firm during times of opposition. Did he get opposition? Yeah. The kind of stuff that was coming after him, I don't know what we would have done. I mean, people were coming by ridiculing him, probably cursing him out, messing with him, messing with his wood, messing with his nails or his glue. You know how people, you know how the devil do, kicking it in the water, ruining the wood. Everything that the devil threw at him, I believe he did. But see, we're talking about authority and dominion, and he knew he had it because somehow back in those days, God transferred that to these people that he called to do specific things for him. Just like he's given it to you and he's given it to me. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter how modern the world is, still same God. Amen. Same God. He doesn't change. So by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark. For the saving of his household. Don't forget your household hooked up to this. By which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Amen. So in other words, of course, you know his faith condemned the world. Amen. It was a, 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 an, an, an endeavor, trying to say. It was a love endeavor between him and God because he trusted God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. We could talk about Esther a little bit. Amen. Esther didn't compromise, but she went through many months of preparation. Y'all remember her? You know why? Just because it pleased the king. She wanted to please the king, and she didn't want to let uh, uh, down her uncle Mordecai, amen, because she knew that she wouldn't have been there without him. So she said, if it pleases the king, I will do whatever it is that I need to do, amen. And she changed the life of many, changed the lives of many. Esther received grace and favor in the king's sight, and she endured and helped the plan of God. So we must always remember that God is in control, and he chose you to stand and get the job done. Amen? If one door closed on you, God will open up another. Amen? If somebody keeps saying something dumb to you, quit listening. I'm talking about family members. <laughs> and keep believing God. Amen. Because God chose us to set a standard. And he wants us to stay in the fight. Don't retreat. Amen. And don't go in those, what's those things you, in the war, you hide in the, yeah, them foxholes. Was, were we calling it something else? But anyway, don't hide in one of those. <laughs> in other words, don't hide from the fight. Amen. But stay focused. 
and God will come for you because he comes for the, he knows your back is up against the wall. Some things are just hard, but he wouldn't attach it to you if it were not possible. He's trying to develop something in us. I can feel that because I know I'm not the same before this excursion. (laughs) I am not the same person. Trust me, okay? Amen. And so he, but I know one thing, I'm a better me. I don't know how I was through the process, but I'm a better me. Amen. A stronger me, a more confident me. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to trust God and understand what's going on. Amen. When David ran from Saul for a season, Saul didn't want David to take the throne. And sometimes it's kind of like being in a, a race. And you know the other opponent gonna win, so you try to, you try to, uh, what is that, huh? Yeah, you try to sabotage them, fake votes, all this stuff, whatever. That's all I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. And so what you do is you have to, you have to obey God. There's no other way. You know, he knew that David was gonna take that throne. Because he knew that he was the people's choice, not God's choice. And so we are God's choice. We are it. And we have to run to the battle. We can't keep running from the battle. David ran up to Goliath. He wanted to pop him really, really bad. But he had to allow God to speak to him so he would know how to fight this uncircumcised Philistine. And he said, smooth stone. And hit him in the right place at the right time that would paralyze him. And that's what he did. He got a word from God. Just one word to take down a giant. Because giants do fall. Y'all know that, right? Giants do fall. At some point, they come down. And I think that's all we really need to know and believe. Know that relief comes. Help comes amen but god is one want to show you what you are made of amen and it's the no quit mentality amen even though opposition keeps coming after you and doors keep slamming you know there is a way because god opened up a way he'll make a way to where there is no way that's what he's the way maker amen So stand strong in the face of adversity. And this is why David was crowned the king. Because he stood strong. Joseph stood strong. I mean, Gideon stood strong. Was God with them? Yes. Is he with you? Yes. Amen. We have to find out where we are. Our strengths, our weaknesses. And endure. Endure hardships like a good soldier. And give birth. Amen. Give birth. Because the baby is worth the burden. And these things can become burdens. And it's like a noose hanging around your neck. And it never goes away. Y'all notice that maybe two or three days you'll, you're free. And then there it is again. Amen. But God has a plan. Don't forget that. Don't rule God out of this situation. God has a plan. And when you look and see people are not accomplishing what you think, leave people alone. This don't have nothing to do with you. Your situation has to do with you. Their situation has to do with them. Let people be a, a, be a what's that, be a, be a, a help, an assistant. Encourager. Don't be a discourager. Stop that. You know, if God has anointed you to say something, number one, he told you to say nothing. Take care of your own stuff. Amen. Amen. You know, we're God's people. We're called to do a specific work at a specific time. And and if if people are um, listening to God and meditating on the Word and reading their Word like they should, you'll know it. Yeah. 
Amen. Because it'll show. You know, I was listening to somebody preaching the other day. And this doesn't have to be because I don't think it it uh, covers all the boxes. But he was talking about how. No, he was repeating a conversation between him and another pastor. And uh, he was saying, well, how do you know God's true people? I said, number one, a pastor should already know that. I see why, you know, well, I'm not going there today. Be nice. But anyway, he was uh, telling this other pastor, they were talking, he says, well, God, I asked God that, and he told me there's always fruit. Well, that didn't go over well. It's always fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. So the, the kingdom, kingdom of God is increasing all the time. And your your uh, blessing is it's gonna come through right on time. Don't quit. Amen. Don't quit. Don't stop. Amen. Don't do any of those things. Amen. Because the blessing is worth the burden. Amen. Think about the joy when the baby comes. You can't even imagine how it's gonna feel. But there will be rejoicing. Amen. I'm gonna stop. Praise God. Father, we do thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.